Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here. And Ann Clamp over there. I'm still here. Morning to you, Ann. How are you? Still still here. Still here. And uh, Brother Rufus Edmonston, the uh, former Attorney General and Secretary of State and uh, Deputy Chief Counsel in the Senate Watergate Committee and many other things, including the current Secretary General of Gardening in uh, North Carolina is with us, and we're always honored to have you. Well, I'm very honored to hear all those uh, dubious titles. Did you realize you did all of those no, things? I, I don't know when it, what the time passed when I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom. That's the way life goes. But uh, good morning, sir. But the, the best show I've ever been, ever been on, including my friend Tom Campbell's uh, Weekend Gardener, and we just no, heard you, Tom a you while mean, ago. You uh, mean NC Spin. NC Spin. Yeah. Oh, I get, did I just say Weekend Gardener? I yeah, got it on my that's mind. that's right. You got it on your mind. That's good. Yeah. yeah. We love Tom Campbell, though, and yeah. miss NC Spin. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we're we so glad to have you. And it's been, you know, Rufus, I figure it's been 15, about 15 years. About 15 now. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. It sure is. Wow. Mm. Trying to remember the first show. I don't remember. I just remember someone of unknown origin telling me that, <laughs> that uh, you were a great gardener. And I called your office, and I guess I talked with Cheryl. And uh, she, uh, she set you up. You were on uh, the next week or the week after. You were on pretty quickly. So, and you seemed to like it. Well, I, I, I love the show. It, it messes up some Saturdays when you're supposed to go somewhere, but what what are your priorities? you got to have your priorities right in That's life. That's right. And my priority on Saturday morning is the weekend gardener. Well, if you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, I mean, if you if you need to uh, – you've taken a few uh, – you've taken some time off here and there, you business trips and things like that. So uh, we're, we're always thankful to have you, though, I'll tell you that. And Mark Bumgardner, another person we're thankful to have, uh, retired lieutenant colonel in the United States Army and the uh, extension agent, one of them, in Orange County. Thank us. you. Thank, thank you, uh, buddy. I appreciate being here. I always love coming on the show. Well, thank you. I, I, I really hope you do because we, uh, we uh, have a merry little band here. and. I, <laughs> I want people to. I mean, we got to do this a few more years, so we. Oh, absolutely. We got to have. Uh, we got to have people to do it. People certainly would not want to hear me talking about gardening. But model, I, I just, I've never understood that. Why, why do you just want to hear one person sitting there in a monologue, and you know, spouting off and talking about whatever. That's why I never make let's, a speech over 12 minutes long. Yeah. That's a good you idea. Want a converse, you want conversation. 12 to 15 minutes is, yeah. is all the rest is a blowhard. You, yeah, that's right. You don't want to listen to somebody who likes to listen to themselves talk. Right. By the way, <laughs> and there are plenty of people like that in this business. My brother Bart here. What was your nickname? The, the, the enlisted folks had to have a name for you now. What was it? Uh, that's a good question. And I've never really even been asked that question or even thought about it. 
<laughs> in reality. Meat, meathead or something like I that? I don't know. They, meathead? Not they, a lieutenant colonel. Maybe maybe Ziphead or something like that. <laughs> 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 That's actually one of my, my handles that I use on um, Ask an Expert is uh, Zip, Z-I-P, H-D. Zip head. <laughs> yeah. Zip head. Yeah. Good gracious. Well, I don't know. It it uh, would have to. I mean, he he's a pretty big guy, so it'd have to bull moose. Bull moose. <laughs> well, they, well, they'd always call me sir to my face, but <laughs> I, well, I would imagine so. As, as I turn my back, no no telling what. If they if they're say. calling a, a second lieutenant That's sir, right. they better call a <laughs> lieutenant colonel. Well, back when I was attorney general. The uh, SBI had a, a joke going around that they watched the Hogan's Heroes as a, a training film, and, <laughs> and they referred to me as uh, Bert. What was the guy? The the general. Uh, oh, uh, Burkholder. Clink, uh, Colonel Clink. Well, now, 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 Colonel Clink was that was reserved for the director of the SBI, Haywood Starling. They called him Colonel Clink. And I Burkholder, was, I believe, I, I, was, I was Burkholder. Was general, a kind of heavy set, yeah, General Burkholder, short, yeah. heavy set guy. Yeah, <laughs> well, you're not short, and you're not. I mean, you're not. Well, uh, I'm sort of heavy set, or as my mother would you're say, big bone, big bone. <laughs> her, her her cutoff point for a woman, if a woman exceeded 140 pounds, and she was big boned. Never okay. used the word 140. That doesn't. That's that's sort of normal today. I know. But if he got up there around the 160, she was, she was big boned. Yeah. Well, doggone, I don't know. How which, in the world did we get on this? I don't know to save my life. <laughs> Go ahead, Ann. I didn't want to interrupt. I, I, I said, when, when were you going to get all these bones? <laughs> <laughs> that just just makes even things even more bizarre. Why don't we uh, give the telephone number nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three is uh, the telephone number. Uh, thanks to Dr. Denny Werner, uh, Professor Emeritus, Distinguished Professor Emeritus at NC State for joining us last week for a couple of hours on the show. And uh, he's a nice guy. Loves his grandchildren. I'll tell you that. Yes, he, uh, they should. Facebook friends with him. And he's got a lot of shots of his, his uh, grandchildren from time to time, including this week. Uh, William, our buddy William, the air traffic controller, I'm assuming – is is uh, with us, <clears throat> William? How you doing, buddy? Hey, hey! Good morning, guys. Good morning, to General Burkhalter there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know why they came up with that. Uh, well, we would call you Sky King. Yeah, there you go, Sky. Oh boy, that's a great compliment. That, one of my one. favorite television shows oh, of yeah. all time. Yeah. You're telling your age when you start mentioning those shows. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, William, you uh, you out uh, heading toward Beaufort this morning? Or are you out working? Or no, we're actually aerating yards this morning, doing a spring aeration on our uh, fescue and putting a little black cow down uh, in, in some trouble areas that people have. But uh, I had a gardening question. I was see if you guys ever heard of this um, Epsom salt. Uh, the two palm trees I have down in Beaufort, they told me to put Epsom salt on them this time of year, twice a year. And I've heard Epsom salt on tomatoes, but I've never heard them on any type of a tree. Well, I I I, I regularly use Epsom salts on uh, dogwood trees. It, if they're okay. if they're not good at blooming, apply the Epsom salts, and they'll take right off. So I don't see any reason why it would would hurt a palm tree in any way. You're providing magnesium sulfate. Yeah. 
magnesium salt. Like, I just didn't want to kill them. Oh, no, no. Epsom salt's not, not going to kill them. <laughs> the salt air may kill them, but <laughs> before that, or, or certainly right. if, if water got up into your yard. But right. uh, no, the Epsom salts, you just say, you just can't go crazy with that or, or nitrogen or, or, or most anything. You don't want to overdo it. Right, right. That's the first time I heard it used on a palm tree. I didn't know if y'all heard of that, but that answers my question. The, what were you, they didn't tell you what they were trying to achieve? Just it just says it, you know, it makes it a healthy tree. To, you know, you water palm trees look different. You got to water from the top all the way down instead of watering at the root base. Hmm. I know they have a really shallow shallow root system. They don't. They're not real. Uh, fibrous, or they—I'm sorry—they are more. They, they fibrous. are fibrous. They're yeah. very fibrous, but they're—they're they're they're not they're real fibrous. deep. They don't have like tap roots or anything like that. Right, big like, anchor roots. I've got a windmill palm, and it, uh, boy, I'll tell you, when it started growing, it really started growing, and it's—it's uh, it's changed significantly in the last five years. But I, huh. I probably hadn't had it more than ten years. But it's—it's it's a nice huh. addition, and it's—it's it's not in full sun. I've uh, there's one in my neighborhood that's almost in shade. I, w- I would describe it more of shade. Uh, there are others that are that are more in full sun, but uh, I know Nelsa Nelsa had one that uh, was in full sun and it looked like it died. So I don't know what what the problem was with that one. Uh, I had one in a pot one time and set it aside in a corner. Asked and sort of forgot about it. It's twenty feet tall now. Oh, good heavens! <laughs> Still in the pot? You know it it, Well, the pot the pot has disappeared totally. It is. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a great way to plant. I mean, that plants plants seem to like that. You know, just growing. Well, I, I'm trying that now on a Daphne. Well, it certainly has worked with mine. I've I've had it. I've had this Daphne for probably twenty years. Mm. I saw that wonderful post you sent me of the. The, yeah, the, I got to put that on Facebook. The, the three most beautifully smelling winter flowers: Daphne, Edgeworthia, and uh, Sweet Osmanthus. Sweet, all and, in all in one corner there. Yeah, I mean it's just. Can just, you imagine how that perfume? You walk out yard? the front door yesterday mm-hmm. or the day before, and it is just overpowering. I don't know what what predominated, but it. Uh, I think, I think the Edgeworthia, the Chinese paper plant, is a little closer to the front steps so i think I, I probably picked up on that fragrance more but i was i was flabbergasted walking out there and i said i can smell osmanthus too i said mm. that's something we associate with the fall but it blooms several right. times a year yeah and of course that's uh it blooms are quite often associated with stress to some extent not stress enough to to kill a plant but uh it's, i think plants bloom a little bit when they are uh under a little, little more stress, and that promotes it huh. to a certain extent. But wow, the the Daphne and it's all you could sit out there in the yard. Don't you uh, just love that? I mean, to yeah. smell, to have those 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 your senses just blown away yeah. by different scents. Yeah, in March too. It's uh, it's good. I I uh, earlier I have that uh, winter sweet. I have a really big winter sweet. It's an ugly tree. A shrub type thing. It's almost a tree now, and mm. it just it has so many big yellow. Well, they're not real big, but uh, the, so fragrant. It's uh, I don't remember where I got it. I have another one that has different types of 
blooms on it, much smaller, and it's not as fragrant. But uh, the one I've had so long, it'll really, if, if you get a little bit of warmth during the winter, you can really smell it all over the place. And uh, the Prunus Mume, for the most part, have stopped now, but there was one on my walking route. I'd walk under it, and uh, wow, it was just, it was overpowering. And usually the Prunus Mume are not, are not that fragrant. They are fragrant, but uh, this one, I'm not sure which variety. So many things out there. Well, we know it, the honeysuckle will be blooming. Yeah, that's always yeah, a treat, but- too. The yellow bells are in full bloom. You know it's spring. Uh, the yellow bears, the yellow bells, now the Bradford pears. Yeah, the other, all the pears are starting to bloom now. The forsythia is is really coming out now. It's been trying to bloom for a while. So you can look for that crabgrass <laughs> starting to come out too. Yeah. Uh, so right. get get that pre-emergence out uh, for, for the rest of uh, your yard. But let's say a witch hazel. Witch hazel is blooming in my yard. Rufus, uh, March, and what do you? And you said you didn't have a lot blooming, but uh, well, as you saw the other day, we got Daphne, uh, not Daphne's Edgeworthia, all over the place. I, I, of course, I have a, I call it my, my hellebore heaven. I, I, I just oh wow, they're that. looking so good this year. And we recommended some to a friend who had been trying to grow something else in the deer. We're uh, eating it up, so we recommended hellebores, and they'd never heard of it. Linton Rose, Rufus talks. Rufus is the king of the the hellebore because he's got them all over his yard, and I'm beginning to. They are they are a good addition. They to, do spread. Yep. Most of them, the newer varieties, do not, but uh, some of them do not. But uh, they, the newer ones, some of the new varieties that do not spread have. Kind of brighter colors for their flowers mm. too, and they look up at you upright. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Little little uh, their flowers are upright. But I like the old ones that just go crazy. Yeah, I mean it's it's such a great investment. I mean it's that's it's what I think. I'm, I I put in some uh, burning bushes along the side of the house, uh-huh. and I'm looking for something to put in front of them. I think I'm gonna get some hellebores to to put in to keep the the deer away from because everything else I try to put out there, the deer just. Well, just make sure you don't put them in full sun. They they seem. I've had trouble. I've tried them in full sun or a real hot afternoon sun, and they don't seem they're, to be. They're as, not happy. As, they're just not. No, this this is in shade right under the big old willow. Oh, it'll be real happy. There. You know, you know, you may want to try some ferns as well. Ferns would be oh, good. Oh, really mm-hmm. nice. There, I mean, there's some so many different varieties that'll winter through. Um, and the deer don't. And that's right. Deer won't. Yeah. They won't mess with. Deer them. won't touch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got uh, some spirea that are that are almost in full bloom right now. And oh so wow! I've got some uh, baby's breast spirea, and uh, I don't know what the other spirea is. It's a but it's it's beautiful. There's there's two of them that are mm. just popping out. Yeah, well, I noticed the star magnolia. Popped yeah, out just yeah. Overnight. There's one. There's a real big one yeah. in yeah. my neighborhood, and there's a fairly large one over in Ann's neighborhood too that mm-hmm. I saw this morning. That's that's the second time it's. Tried to come out, yeah, yeah, but uh, it's and the saucer magnolias are starting to bloom now too. So a lot of a lot of things are really popping out now. It's about time for us to have a uh, killing frost. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the way of it. Well, I what, hope what is it when you that's something you do to your yard when the the Scythia starts blooming? Oh, that's the uh, pre-emergence okay. for yeah. crabgrass. Yeah. The only thing I can think right. of. Yeah. Right. 
Unless you, unless you do some kind of dance out in your yard, Rufus. I don't, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also also time to fertilize as well because that's when your you know your grass, your lawn, and so forth. Because the temperatures, things are actually starting to grow, and forsythia start blooming at around fifty five degrees when the soil temperature is right at fifty five degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can, that's why the pre emergence are so important to get yeah, those down yeah. now, or or you'll be fighting it all summer long. Yeah, add a little right. add a little fertilizer to your uh, your plants if you think you need to. Uh, you don't have to yeah. you don't have to. I don't usually fertilize very much. I'll use a little of spoma or something on on plants and and uh, then you know when the roses we start getting warm it up a little more. And the roses are starting the the leaves they're starting to leaf out. Hopefully everybody has has cut theirs back. And I expect the – I have it checked down. I don't really have a lot of um, uh, monkey grass in my yard. I'd love to give you a pile of it. <laughs> but, uh, Melissa, <laughs> Melissa got out there, and she was bound and determined to get rid of it. She didn't, she didn't like it uh, where we had it, so she dug it up. Well, I, got, I want to get I got in the way of Melissa and a shovel. Oh, man. <laughs> I got some under crab apple tree, Mike. I, I can bring to you. <laughs> no, I'd rather I'd rather have some uh, dwarf mondo grass. Dwarf, you got any of that. The dwarf, you, the dwarf is beautiful. You can you can come yeah. plant that uh, anytime. And I guess uh, there there are larger sizes of mondo grass. I like that better than the liriope. But, well, William, I, oh. I was thinking about you this week. You hadn't called us in a while, and I'm glad you called this morning. Oh yeah, we're we're back from Beaufort this weekend, and I was going to tell Rufus. Uh, I'm down to number two on that list. He he did a favor for me, so I, I'm. Oh my goodness! Well, I sure hope that works out. I, 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 when you call next time, I hope you're calling yeah. as the head of that department. I should find out next week, hopefully. So. Uh, Ooh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> well, y'all have a great weekend. Does that mean you're going to be head of the FAA? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Uh, well, we wish. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Not quite. Y'all have a great day. Don't don't stay away so long, William. I would. I've, I've listened to you every weekend. I well, I know listening's <laughs> one thing, but calling in and checking in is is a different yeah. thing. You got to do that. Take, take care. Come yeah. see us. Right, well, well, next time y'all have to do remote broadcast from Beaufort. We'll come down there. Ooh, well, well that would be nice. <laughs> that would be. We really have to nice. come down the night before, and you have a little a crab feast oh, for yeah. us. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely have a crab pot going. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Definitely Th- have that. Thank you. Low country bowl. Yeah. <laughs> have a great day, William. See you, guys. All right. Take care. You know, spring is one of the prettiest times of the triangle, and it's so nice to spend time in our gardens on beautiful days like we've had this week. But spring is also when deer and rabbits can do a real number on your gardens, cause a lot of damage. Nothing is more infuriating infuriating than uh, waiting, than not being able to pronounce infuriate, than, <laughs> than, waiting, than waiting all winter for azaleas to bloom, only to have the flowers devoured by hungry deer. And it's disappointing when bunnies eat the tender foliage of newly emerging perennials, and I'm starting to see the, the rabbits running around. Don't let that happen to you. Early spring is a perfect time to start protecting your garden with repellents from I Must Garden. I must garden repellents are made with natural ingredients and botanical oils and will keep the deer and rabbits from eating your flowers and plants. I must garden <laughs> repellents are simple to use, long-lasting, don't need to be reapplied after every rain. They're available as sprays, granular, money-saving concentrates. 
I must garden repellents are sold at all the local garden centers and hardware stores around, like Nelson's Garden Hut in Fuqua Varina and Homewood Nursery in Raleigh. And while you're there, be sure to check out the other I must garden repellents from moles, voles, squirrels, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. Protect your garden today with safe and humane repellents from I must garden. More of the weekend gardener coming up here on WPTF. It's 827. Rufus, Rufus wanted Dolly Parton, so that's what we're playing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How could it be any better? So this is uh, yellow. What is this, Jason? Yellow roses? Yeah. You know, I, I saw I saw Dolly Parton in uh, New York one time when we were uh, up with for the CMAs interviewing people, and she didn't do individual interviews with stations, but um, she was on stage there at a building we were in across from Madison Square Garden, and she was sitting up there in a a, a pink, uh, shocking pink, leather uh, kind of jumpsuit. Mm. So she was wow. in all her glory. She looked great. Well, let me give you the philosophy here. Of well, the, do that after the news. All we'll right. be back. CBS News Brief. $1,400 checks are on the way to most Americans. CBS Evening News anchor Nora O'Donnell. CBS News has learned that one of the president's signature promises, payments of $1,400 in government stimulus money, are already arriving in bank accounts. New York Senators Chuck Schumer and Kirsten Gillibrand are adding to the chorus of those calling on Governor Andrew Cuomo to resign as he faces allegations of sexual misconduct and assault. One of the accusers, Lindsey Boylan. We do not have accountability. When the governor of this state preys on women, mostly younger than myself, and then lies about it. The city of Minneapolis has agreed to a payment of $27 million to George Floyd's family to settle a civil lawsuit for his death last May. Floyd's brother, Philanese. Though my brother is not here, he's here with me in my heart. CBS News Brief, I'm Wendy. In the WPTF News Center, I'm Jeff Hamlin. Some members of George Floyd's family who live in North Carolina are encouraged by the settlement with the city of Minneapolis. On Friday, the city agreed to a $27 million settlement with the Floyd family. Thomas McLaurin is Floyd's first cousin who lives in Raleigh. He tells ABC 11 he's now focused on the criminal trial. But my focus is what's going to happen in the criminal trial. You know, money is fine. We can do a lot of things with money. Maybe this will uh, be a tool that can do some good. A 16-year-old has been charged with murder and the death of another teenager in Johnston County. The shooting happened at around 2.30 Friday morning. The victim has not been identified. North Carolina on track to meet President Biden's deadline of all adults to be eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine by May 1st. That's according to Department of Health and Human Services officials. 
Here's your exclusive WPTF AccuWeather forecast. Today and tonight, mostly cloudy. High today, 64. Low tonight, 45. Tomorrow, cloudy with a shower around in the afternoon. High 67. Much cooler Monday. Cloudy, high 51. Rain arrives at night. We'll go into Tuesday morning, then taper off Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday's high 52. Wednesday, warmer with a chance of rain in the afternoon. High 68. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Mike Dahl on the Triangle Severe Weather Station, WPTF. Are you living the life you want? It's time to live life on your terms. We'll teach you how we went from deep in debt to wealthy by investing in real estate without using our own money. Our simple method is not a get quick scheme. It is work, but it's worth it. Choose to improve your life today by joining us at our virtual three-day home flipping workshop. Register now at homeflippingworkshop.com. This virtual event is only $49 by using promo code RADIO. Make your way to the top with the Home Flipping Workshop. We can have extreme weather changes on a daily basis this time of the year. Freezing temps one day, soaring to over 70 degrees the next. Don't take chances with your family's comfort. Keep your heating and air system operating at peak efficiency. New Comfort Contract customers save an average of $60 when you enroll before the end of March. Call Newcomb & Company to find out how much you can save. Newcomb & Company is a carrier factory authorized dealer. Turn to the experts at Newcomb & Company. Your comfort is our business. NewcombAndCompany.com. Each day, 10,000 of us are turning 65. Transitions Life Care can be a resource for you in your health care and caregiving journey. I'm Mary Lucas. And I'm Sam Peterson. Co-host of Aging Matters. Listen this Saturday at 4 on FM 98.5 and AM 680 WPTF. This week on Aging Matters, we talk about how to choose the right mobility equipment for you. Can't listen to the show? Download the podcast afterward at WPTF.com. She says now, vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. <laughs> you know, uh, Rufus has uh, requested that we play. Uh, play. You just have have Dolly Parton on your mind, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, so, you know, she's got. Here's a great saying from Dolly Parton: "Storms make trees take deeper roots." Yeah. Now that is from Dolly Parton. Yeah. Very apropos that, for the that weekend was our, gardener too. Our uh, Cliff Joiner uh, <laughs> book of the day. Yeah, but. Uh, I gave Rufus a uh, a booklet that uh, is kind of an address book and a, a daily office book and and whatever. Uh, it's got a lot of stuff in it from uh, my buddy Cliff Joyner from Nashville, who is a uh, financial advisor. And so you uh, you're really using it. I use it. Certainly it. is. It's my garden. Yeah, I mean you, my weekend gardener book. Yeah. So you you write in it and all kinds of stuff. So I appreciate yeah. that. Well, we better get to Donna, who's been waiting a while in Durham. There, Donna. Good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. My name is Thelma. T H E L M A, not Donna. It's what now? Thelma. T H. Oh, Thelma. Okay. Well, Jason wrote out Donna. All right. Bl- blame it on Jason. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, blame it on me. Uh, Thelma, Thelma, uh, Thelma, thank you very much. How can we help you? Um, and it's very informative. Thank you. We hope so. I heard you talking about Epsom salt. Someone was telling me that if you put Epsom salt on your grass, I have fescue, that it would also uh, make your grass greener. Well, I, I think probably... The, the magnesium 
that's uh, in fertilizers. I mean, it, that's a part of it. You, you yeah, theoretically. Okay, if you so if you have a deficiency. Yeah, if you if you have a deficiency of the the magnesium, the, the Epsom salts, or, or the help. sulfur. I mean, the sulfur, sulfur is also yeah. part of that yeah. magnesium sulfate. So if I put black cow, I've already put the pre-emergent on it, and I put in some fertilizer in it. So uh, y'all speak about the importance of black cow. Well, the black cow is a uh, a low nitrogen compost. Basically, and it's it's good to uh, for for soil enrichment. Adding it to adds the soil. nutrients. Yeah, the yeah. nutrients themselves that it in adds a safe is way. Organic. Uh, it's organic uh, um, compounds. Um, um, it's it's more. Um, it, it holds moisture. Right. Uh, the lo- the lower levels of nitrogen and and phosphorus and potassium that are in the compost as they decompose uh, are are great for the soil. Uh, it's just an amend- it's an amendment. Yeah, just like uh, compost. If you have a compost pile, if you make a little compost, and you can do uh-huh. that, it's all going to have black cow. I wouldn't need to put the Elton salts too. Oh no, no, no. I mean, that's going to have that's going to have some magnesium and sulfur and other other nutrients in it. Are you are you doing what's called top dressing? That means uh, you're just putting a little bit on top uh, across your grass that's that's already growing, or yes. Yeah, well, they're certainly adding a black cow or 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 just some topsoil. Okay, I'll. Uh, we can't hang on too long, Thelma. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's put her on hold and we'll go to Herb. Uh, Herb, Herb, good morning. <laughs> While uh, Thelma's on hold, we'll talk to Herb. Uh, Herb, how are you this morning? Absolutely terrific. Woke up. Good morning, Mike and Rufus and distinguished guests. Hope you're well. Okay. Very well. Thank you. Are you calling you. Bart uh, <laughs> distinguished? distinguished? <laughs> yeah, well, he's a retired lieutenant yeah, colonel. Yeah, he is. He's definitely there. I mean, we got a retired professor. We got a retired attorney general and secretary of state. Then we got a retired lieutenant colonel, and then you got me. So, uh, Herb? Mike? Yeah. I. I wanted to uh, give you an update on blooming. My winter honeysuckle lemony is in full bloom, and last week there were honeybees as well as a bumblebee on it. So, yeah. yeah. The, the mahonia is blooming. Well, the mahonia is, is uh, not turning nice and yellow right yeah, now. Yeah, it's just getting ready to. I was uh, I was going to mention that, too, this morning. They were, they're starting to. And but what, then, I'm, what I'm really afraid of is, my plum are really budded out, and the peach is beginning to do it. And last year, I lost the peaches, the plums, uh, the olives, uh, and so I'm getting a little nervous. But uh, I'm going yeah, to- I know uh, the Okami cherries have been blooming. They've looked really nice this this week and full. You're worried about that wallop that that last yeah. wallop in March. <laughs> or, uh, or in early, early April, April. yeah, right. yeah, that will hurt. That could hurt potentially hydrangeas. Yes. Uh, the hydrangea yeah, blooms. Yeah, I was going to say my hydrangea is out, and uh, I think I'm going to be a little careful because a couple of years ago, uh, the frost. I thought I had lost all of them, but uh, they're coming back now. So I'm expecting some blooms. And uh, before I go, Mike, there's one other thing I want to mention to you. Uh, I didn't call last week, 
but you mentioned at the, sometime during the show, you said, what do I know? I'm just a dumb disjunct. <laughs> <laughs> and there are a lot of them out, or, out around, too, yes. Well, well Mike, uh, when you said that, I kept waiting for Rufus or somebody to say it's not true. It's no, Rufus, <laughs> Rufus was nodding his head. That's right. That's right. No, he wasn't either. But, but nobody said anything, so I called him <laughs> to say, Mike, you're not just a dumb disjunct. Oh well, that's okay. I was it was just funny. He's I, a smart one. I, well, <laughs> so so. I'm a survivor, is what I am. I'm just a, I'm just a plain old survivor. Thank you, buddy. Thank you so much, Herb. Bye. Let's go back to Thelma. Thelma, is everything okay? Hey, Thelma. Yes, I'm here. Okay, I I just want to make sure. Did somebody come to the door or something? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Okay. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, topsoil. I don't know what that, what was that, a fire alarm? But I, I just want to get back to the Epsom sauce. Yeah, I, you know, if you put out something like black cow or add topsoil to, uh, to your, you know, top dressing the lawn, not redoing the lawn, but just putting, adding some soil or black cow, which is, which is uh, a compost to the soil, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get the nutrients you need. Uh, you okay. you you really need to get a soil test to see if you're deficient in something. Okay, before I use Epsom. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, how much Epsom salts would you have to have to buy to to put on your lawn anyway? That would be cumbersome. Normally, normally our soils are are sufficient in magnesium. Yes. That already. So you know to to. Add additional Epsom salts. I would not recommend that. I don't uh, know about uh, okay. now. We were talking about palm trees on right. the coast because that that's a very sandy soil, and there are a lot of nutrients missing from sandy soils. Uh, okay. So that and tomatoes. I think uh, I've always heard that uh, Epsom salt makes a tomato a little sweeter or something, but I don't know if that's an old wives' tale. Yeah. Rufus, do you know anything about that? Well, I, I heard Gerald say one time that that it, it couldn't hurt them. And of course, I, I mentioned uh, Thelma that I I apply Epsom salts each year to my dogwoods, and it just they they go crazy. They seem to love it for just now. Are you are you applying that uh, in liquid form? Your granular granular just around the drop, around the, just sprinkling uh, it in the drip zone. Yeah. yeah. So you sprinkling it around the bottom of the tree. The, yeah. drip, the drip zone. Yeah, the drip zone out, out around uh, the edge of you know where. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I was hearing a guy say you need to spray it all the way down, so I don't need to do my spray. I just need to put it around the base of the tree. Sure. Yeah, especially if we got a rain coming up. Okay, that's probably well, that's a good time to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think Thelma's got some Epsom salts she needs something to do with. <laughs> so you want to give your lawn a dose of salt. <laughs> <laughs> then I heard you talking about putting it on your tree, so I just want to make sure I'm doing Yeah, it. well, you know, normally you would you would – you would really, for something on that larger scale, I think you, you, uh, Colonel, would would want a, a soil test. Oh, absolutely, and we highly recommend you soil sample before you before you apply fertilizer or anything like that, um, just so that you know what your your pH is and and then the fertility uh, rec- you get a fertility recommendation. And you know, people don't realize that um, the soil pH has more to do with how well, um, plants can uptake the fertilizer. And so if you get the pH right, uh, the other things will fall in line. Okay, okay. Thelma, did you ever see the movie Thelma and Louise? (laughs) 
Now my daughter and one of her friends just always call me Thelma Louise. Oh Lord. No, no question. Yeah. Um gosh. Got what I was going to ask you. Well, don't, don't put me on hold. <laughs> uh, someone was telling me if you mix vinegar with water, because, uh, you know, everybody's trying to go and stop using the chemicals, uh, that will kill weeds in your yard. Uh, that's kind of a, uh, that's a wives' tale. Um, there, you can get some, some really heavy-duty uh, vinegar. Um, it's, uh, um, it's, it's agricultural product that oh, will kill weeds not it's not like just what you're going to pull a 10 percent uh of vinegar out of the out of the cupboard and especially if you it's you not what you put on your salads that's right, that's right. Uh, okay okay yeah. all right but that's a good thought i'm going to do this work that i'm not doing something getting out there with that epsom salt i don't think i'd mix epsom salt and vinegar no, that no, might no, cause no. an explosion salt and water and vinegar water. <laughs> now if you were to take a little spray little th- spray can of uh, pure vinegar you can kill a weed I've done that before. Yeah, do what, Rufus? If you take a you take a spray bottle and fill it up with a whole can of or a whole bottle of pure vinegar, oh, okay, you you Undiluted. can kill vinegar. you can kill weeds and you can kill them in the wintertime. I've done that, but not now. Well, anytime, anytime, vinegar enough vinegar will kill a weed. Anytime, and it would kill other types of plants too. Yeah. things that you want, so you have to be careful with that as well. Okay, okay. I noticed that I'm having a little of that. Uh, Wire grass coming up already, and it's not even that warm. Is it too early to start to put down stuff for that? I don't know what you. Bermuda. I don't know what you put out for wire grass. Uh, that's Bermuda, that's basically. Bermuda, Bermuda grass. Yeah, so that I mean that should be there all the time. It just uh, starts. It's it's kind of interesting though that all the Bermuda grasses, the lawns and stuff, have not broken dormancy yet. Normally they're late. Um, so if you're if you're seeing Bermuda grass is breaking dormancy, that's kind of kind of early yeah, yeah that's what i thought yeah but as not i mean only thing you can do with that is is uh dig it up or use something like roundup to get rid of it that's that's going to kill the other types of grasses too yeah. or or anything that's else <laughs> yeah, yeah well, it's 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 a and again remember t- the the uh roundup is a temperature ten, you know, temperature sensitive yes of, yeah you got to have at least uh 55 60 degree temperature days before you mm. um Spray the spray the roundup. It's tricky. It's tricky, Thelma. I know, I know. But I really appreciate your answers. All right. Yeah, have a safe. You, you having a par- you having a party this morning or something? People oh, no. people coming to your doors? Oh no, they they supposed to picked up my brown uh, waste can and I need to go out there and do some yard work and use it. And they pass right by me. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll run, chase them down. Chase them down. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting. They sent them back out here to do that job. Uh, there you go, Thelma. Thank you very much for uh, listening and calling us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Show. I appreciate it. Bye. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF 919-860-9783. We'll talk to Glinda in Sampson County. Coming up on WPTF's Weekend Gardener. Stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition, and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. That was me this morning. That's uh, Dolly. <laughs> That's Dolly Parton. It has nothing to do with gardening, but uh, Rufus wanted to hear Dolly Parton this morning, so 
That's what we're hearing, at least the first hour. I don't know what we'll do the second and third hour of the Weekend Gardener. This is the Weekend Gardener, by the way. Is that that good, sir? That was perfect. Okay. Well, that was a good one. I'm sorry. I got a partner for the day. Sorry we didn't, we didn't play enough of it. We can keep on going this morning. She had a lot of hits. Uh, you know, Black Cow, we were just talking with Thelma about Black Cow. It has so many uses. Um, you know, it's also called the mature manure. And uh, the warmer planting season is uh, is here, sort of. Uh, it's been warm this week. A lot of people have been inspired to get out in their yards. So make sure you get your flower and vegetable gardens off to a great start with Black Cow. Prepare new plant beds with a one-and-a-half-inch layer of Black Cow in an area, and then mix it into the soil. About six inches deep would be good. Black Cow is natural and organic, and it contains nutrients that are released slowly without burning tender roots. Pick up the bright yellow bag, 25, 50-pound bags, and get growing. For more details, lots of details, as a matter of fact, at their website, some great pictures, too, at Black Cow, that's spelled with a K, blackcow.com. All right. Uh, Glenda's with us. Glenda, you in Sampson County? I don't think so. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Good morning. Good morning. Hope you're doing well. We we're doing well. Uh, are you in Sampson County, Glenda? Yes, I am. Well, part of Sampson. That's a big old county. Uh, northern part of Sampson, about eight miles from Dunn. Eight miles from Dunn. Okay. Yes, sir. So, uh, what? How can we help you this morning? Well, I was just wondering: uh, is now a good time to put out a pre-emergent? in my flower bed or is it too late well uh, so yeah you yes, you, you could certainly certainly do that we aren't seeing a lot of what are you planting in your flower bed yeah well it's just an established flower bed with all sorts of things in it from roses to daisies to so the perennials you've got so perennials, you were, you were uh, thinking woody, of, woody perennials so absolutely yes so you were thinking about something like preen preen or howl or yeah. I was going to ask for your recommendation. Well, I don't know. Well, uh, preen is is uh, preen usually is works one, pretty yeah. well for and, me. And there's one, there's there's a couple out there, but uh, yeah, preen is a is a pretty good uh, product. But now is a good time to do it. Yes, ma'am. It's it's right now is the time to be doing it. Yeah, uh, it, normally when forsythias, of course. Forsythia has been trying to bloom for a while, so there may I mean there there's some there's some other weeds that that, that right. may be already up, but generally uh, it's it should be a good time, and we may get a little rain today, so you can now remember the pre-emergent is it it will not kill grass that's already emerged. Yeah, um, it's it it actually affects the uh, the germination. Uh, when the when of the, any seed, yes, whether it's uh, one you grass want or not, or, that's correct. <laughs> so if you're planting something like an an annual grass, um, an annual grass or or an annual flower um, from seed, uh, you wouldn't want to put your pre-emergent in the pre-emergent because it will prevent it. Oh, okay. I did. I thought this was just for weeds. So if I put out like wildflower seeds in there, yeah, you, that, right. they will not come up. <laughs> That's right. That that preen will prevent it. Okay. Okay. Well, you've answered my question, and I hope you all have a blessed day. I hope you, you do, do too, too, Glenda. Thank you so much. Give our best to everybody there in Sampson County. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye. For folks who are planting 
some some more grass seed, for instance. Uh, well, you can't you can't put the grass seed out there in the pre-emergence for the crabgrass and other summer annuals. So you got to make a choice. That's really. right. And you know it's funny. Uh, Rufus and I were talking uh, before you pulled in the parking lot. Um, I had to replace a, a water line uh, to my house, so so I bet, got a big trench line that runs from the street all the way out. And you know, my plan was to get a pre-emergent out there, but uh, because I have to reseed with grass seed uh, to try to cover that up, uh, <laughs> my plan for a pre-emergent has, has gone out the window because I want to be be able to I want to get some kind of grass out there. I don't worry about weeds in the yard as much as I used to. Well, you can certainly see from looking at my yard that I don't worry about it at all. As long as it grows up green and can be, I, I and think, can be cut. I think that's, that's what's important uh, generally, but I admire anybody who, who has the patience. Oh, I do, too. Uh, now, I did go to Logan's yesterday and get some white clover seed. I will, I will plant my clover now. Yep. Do you, but, you you plant that uh, you plant it diligently every year, don't you? Oh yeah, in different places. Well, you know the the funny thing. Nor, normally, I would plant clover uh, late you know late summer, August, September, because it's a winter a winter uh, uh, cover crop. Cover crop, right? And uh, so that's probably it would you'd have a much better success if you'd plant it wait till August right. September. We're going to have to go ahead and do it though, because I you need it. I was there and I I. I I saw it and had to have it. <laughs> so that's the way you are, huh? Yeah. That's the way it goes. But, uh, yeah, I totally understand. But the issue is if you put something in clover into fescue, um, it kind of limits you whenever if you, if you do use chemical pesticides because uh, you want to try to get a selective uh, herbicide to kill the broadleaf, it's going to also take out your clover. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why we don't use any any sort of thing like that. Yeah, we, I see. We let we go uh, as Mike calls it, Colonial Days Yard. <laughs> colonial Garden, like yeah. like uh, you know Jefferson and and Washington would have had. Well, right. when I grew up in Boone, uh, the house sat in the middle of a pasture, and the cows would graze right up next to the house. Yeah, right. Well, they I mean, fenced it's, off the garden, of course. But. Yeah, we just we we just had. Had green stuff out in out in the landscape. Generally, there was one person in town that I know of that had a Bermuda lawn. Uh, and that was just after the golf course had had just opened up, mm-hmm. and uh, that really that really looked interesting. It was so unusual. Most people didn't care about their. I mean, they had a hedge. They had um, some type of hedge, and uh, maybe some camellias and uh, trees and things like that. Most people didn't. That wouldn't uh, have been Mr. Cooley, would it? Mr. Harold Cooley. Mr. Cooley had the, the uh, dean of the the delegation. He had uh, he had in his backyard. He had statues <laughs> in his backyard, and he had a long he had a, a long hedge, almost all the way around his house, and uh, it was uh, yeah quite a magnificent. Still, it it looks even better now than it than it did when he had it. Uh, some <clears> folks that that uh, big peanut farmers. Did you tell me uh, that it. President Truman one time visited his home? Oh yes, he he visited uh, his home there on at the end of Washington Street and also his little farmhouse. Uh, in 1960, I believe I have a there. I have a picture of President Truman, Luther Hodges, Harold Cooley, and Terry Sanford sitting on the bandstand in front of the courthouse in Nashville 
1960 in October because it was the Harvest Festival, and he spoke at the Harvest Festival there. Mr. Cooley brought in some interesting people, but there were presidents who had stopped through campaigning. So That's pretty cool. Yeah, it really is. You know, all these congressmen, we have a, have a governor from Nashville. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up.